you're here this morning. Today's call to worship comes from Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and Sunday morning. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you? Yeah. 
to be together this morning. Um, as we walk through this worship time together, we're going to let the text from Jeremiah 29 frame out our time of worship. Um, that chapter being where the prophet Jeremiah was writing to uh, the people of Israel when they were in exile, when they found themselves in a situation that was far from what they hoped for, but uh, was where they found themselves. Um, so as we step through, we're going to just consider how the Lord meets us where we are, how the Lord redeems where we are, um, how the Lord ordains where we are. So we'll use that text to, uh, to guide us through. So we're going to start out by reading through uh, Jeremiah 29, 4-7. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper.
Jeremiah 29, 8 through 9 says this. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are selling you lies in my name. And I have not sent them, says Yahweh. I don't know what your, what your week was like, but I know over the course of the week, I hear a lot of voices that um, want to pull me away from remembering the Lord's goodness, uh, want to pull me away from loving my neighbor, and um, during this time, we're going to just take, take a moment and uh, kind of pause to confess where we have tuned into voices this week that have uh, not come from the Lord, um, so we're going to let this be, be a time that we'll just take a minute and, um, and bring that before the Lord.
church family, it's good to be reminded that the same God who promised good to Israel while they were in exile has fulfilled his promise to us, his church, through giving us his son, Jesus. Let's be reminded, we'll uh, read together from uh, Jeremiah 29, 10 through 11, his promise. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Amen. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For endless days we will sing your praise. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord our God. I cast my mind to Calvary. Gaze transfixed. 
We'll read from Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14. This is the promise of the Lord to us. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you.
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for meeting us in your son Jesus, that every need that we have we can bring before you, and you not only can meet it, but you already have the means prepared. Thank you that we get to be here this morning because, Lord Jesus, you have met us on the cross, you've died and risen for our sins, that we can have a new life. Pray that you would feed us this morning as your people, and that you'd be glorified as we worship you. It's a gift to get to be here, Lord. In your name, Jesus, amen. You can have a seat. Thank you. Good morning. Um, welcome to Dover Be Free this morning. We are super glad that you are here visiting with us um, if you are a visitor, if you are here as a regular attender in this space, we're glad to be worshiping together. And if you are um, worshiping with us online, we're thankful for that too. Um, I'm going to give a few announcements. We're going to take a break in a minute. And um, the break is a time to grab coffee in the back. There um, are Sunday school classes, our dig classes for um, infant through preschool, so infant, toddler, and preschool classes are meeting today. So the, the break time is a good time to follow the crowd and go up the steps um, and drop kids off there. Um, if you need to use the restroom, there are restrooms upstairs. There are also restrooms down this back hall through the door. Take note of the bathroom code before you go through the door. You'll need that to get in. Um, also, during the break, it's a great time to give uh, offer, your offering if you would like to do it that way. There's a black box on the windowsill back, back there. There's also the PushPay app that you can use to do it online. Um, and there are also comment cards on the back table when you first come in. If you have any prayer requests or if you have questions for the leadership team, especially during this time of transition, um, feel free to write anything down there that you would like to um, discuss or have prayer for, and someone will be in touch with you. There's a box on the table by those cards to put that in, so please use that if you need it. Um, there will also be uh, prayer under the chalkboard after the service, so if there's anything specific that you would like someone to pray with and for you um, for, that would be a great time to do that, so also take Take advantage of that, people that just want to pray for you. Um, we are, I should note, we are in our DIG summer schedule, so we do not have classes above preschool meeting for the summer. Those kids are welcome to be in the service with us. Um, we welcome the extra noise and the extra movement. <laughs> um, there are, back when you walk in, there are some things for coloring, doodling, drawing um, that they can do during the service to maybe help their busy hands. Um, so go grab those during the break. If you are interested in membership um, here, please let Christy Tripp or one of the elders know. We're hoping to do a Be Free 101 class this summer, um, so we're trying to gauge interest in that and let one of them know. Um, there will be a prayer and worship night a week from tomorrow night here at, um, in this space on the 20th from, or at 7 o'clock. Uh, that is a great time to come and pray together, sing, worship, just have a time of, um, really, it's a sweet time of reflection and, and worship. So please keep that on your calendars um, to come join us for that. 
options, um, our local pregnancy resource center is doing a bottle drive right now, and we have joined with them from Mother's Day through Father's Day uh, to help raise funds for them. So if you are interested, you have one week left, it is not too late, there are bottles in the back, there's instructions on what to do, but the hope is that you would just grab a bottle and fill it with spare change, dollar bills, write a check, stick it in the bottle, anything, and bring it back next Sunday, and we will collect those and pass them on um, to serve and love them. Uh, one note, the middle school community group is meeting today, and they, we have had back and forth due to weather on where we're meeting. We are going to meet at the Sessler's house um, this today. So that has switched back to the Sessler's house. It looks like the rain's going to hold off. That'll be 3.30 to 5.30 middle school community group there. Uh, I think that is all. Okay, I'm going to pray for us, and then we will take our break. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for um, just the chance to be together, whether it is in person or online. Um, we are grateful for the gift and the freedom to join together. And Father, we pray um, that as our service continues and our kids go upstairs, as the youngest in our, among us go to um, encounter you, Father, we pray that you would meet them upstairs in that space and in their rooms. And we pray for um, kids that feel unsettled that they would feel your presence. We pray that um, these early years of kids engaging with you would be hugely significant in their lives. Um, we are very aware that what happens upstairs in that space matters. And so we pray that your spirit would move in their hearts and minds. Thank you for the volunteers that are up there. Um, and Father, we pray for our offering. We just pray that we would be generous people with generous hands that would um, gratefully and excitedly give back to you in hopes that you would use our offering to further your kingdom here in Dover and, and beyond. So make us cheerful givers, Lord, with open hands and grateful hearts. Thank you for this morning, and we um, pray that you'd go before us through the remainder of the service. In Jesus' name, amen.
praying uh, with you and for you uh, during this time as well. You guys, uh, does everybody seem pretty, pretty good? It's a good time to launch off into uh, a talk this morning, a message. All right, then, then let's do that, all right? Um, yeah, I just want to encourage you. This, uh, just thinking, uh, this, we are in, ex- in exciting days. I mean, there can be confusing times, difficult times as well, but for those of us who are following Jesus Christ and we know that God is sovereign and good and in control, these are very exciting days. Uh, and they're challenging but exciting, and I'm, I'm really stoked to uh, be here in New Hampshire with you. And uh, just as we read out of Jeremiah this morning, you know, God has plans for us, and they're good. They're good plans, and, and they're in times of difficulty as well and, and challenge, and so I, I like that. I'm going to talk to you this morning about challenging seasons and uh, how we're to respond to the seasons. If uh, you're like me, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I said, uh, by virtue of the fact that I live in Barrington, in Barrington, uh, everybody is, is by town ordinances, uh, lives on a, a two-acre lot and has to have a backhoe. And so that, that may not be true. I just bring that out there. Or an archery range, something like that. But uh, by virtue of that, what uh, a lot of homeowners are doing in Barrington anyways, they spend a lot of time working on something that is not a freak of nature but is absolutely not natural, and that is a lawn. Uh, we can blame the French for the lawns until Versailles. There was no such thing as a lawn. Uh, thank you very much, Louis the 75th. I mean, whoever brought that out, it's on us now. Now we own it, and so we inherited that. Uh, I have, uh, I'm a lawn owner, so I'm, you know, a full disclosure on that. And so part of my life, I've got to go home this afternoon and cut some grass. And so uh, we wanted a lawn, and now, now we've got it. I have found that if you want to grow a healthy lawn uh, in New Hampshire, there's going to be some seasonal challenges to that. Uh, and, and so it goes sort of like this. Early spring, you've got to go out and to rake the uh, dead grass and the uh, dead acorns and the, uh, you know, the leaves that have piled up there. You've got to rake out the whole lawn. Uh, spring means you're going to have to now figure out if you're going to treat for crabgrass and grubs you're moving into early summer, and so are all the various uh, forms of weeds that want to take over your lawn. Remember, lawn, a lawn is an unnatural thing. Nature's like, oh, that's, that's real pretty there, nice and green and stuff. I want it back, right? And so it's trying, constantly trying to, to take it back. And so then you go from our early spring to late spring, and now you're trying to figure, you know, how can I keep my, my lawn hydrated? You know, and uh, your neighbors are complaining. In Barrington, we know it on a water system. We have to, everybody has to have a well. Uh, you know, I usually drain three or four of our neighbors' wells. I'm on, you know, a higher ground. They're on lower ground, and I see them turn on their sprinklers, and nothing happens. I'm okay. I'm green. You know, so I'm just kidding. All right, just work with me here. Work with me. All right. So, um, so today, right? It's good for me to water my lawn, so my chemicals go downhill. So, again. Again, work with me. I'm kidding, people. Kidding. <laughs> Mr. Natural up here, all right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, going, you're trying to keep your lawn hydrated. Now you're moving into uh, early fall, and you've got to decide, man, am I going to poke holes in my ground? Am I going to aerate my lawn? Am I going to reseed my lawn? All of this, all of these challenges, right? Because uh, you need to respond to the seasons uh, and the seasonal challenges that come along, uh, the changes that take place in each and every season if you want to have a growing healthy lawn. I'm obviously making an application from a lawn to life. 
that if you and I are followers of Jesus Christ, and if we want to walk and live faithful to God, we're going to experience uh, changes and challenges in every season of life. And seasons change, and they come and they go, and we find difficulty and challenges along the way. And what we have to do in whatever season we find ourselves in is we have to figure out, how am I going to adapt? How am I going to change um, in, in order to how, respond well in this new season in order to continue to grow? Now listen, that's for me personally in my own life and in your own life. Um, that's for you as a family uh, unit. How are you going to respond? How are you going to adapt? How are you going to change the seasons that you find yourself in uh, that come upon you? Uh, and, and as a church... Because as a church family, we're going through different seasons of life. How are we together going to adapt? How are we going to respond? How are we going to find God in the midst of this and what he's doing and what he wants of us? So uh, I, you think of some of the seasons that we go through life. Let's, let's do some highs and lows, right? Some, some high watermarks, some good times, some epic seasons that we go through. Maybe coming up right now is like graduation. We're moving into graduation, whether you're graduating from high school or college. These are good days, right? These are uh, uh, good, good moments and celebrations are taking place. Uh, marriages, weddings, everybody's uh, just at one on Friday night. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm editing what to say. So, great time. Uh, it was a fun time, and I'll, uh, it, was, it was a hoot. So, anyways, I'll leave it at that. So, so at any rate, uh, so you have weddings that are coming along. High moments, high moments. Uh, you, maybe you're in a, a season of travel, right? You get to go places and see new things. It's a phenomenal time. Uh, new careers maybe are getting started, or, or promotions in the career you have. And again, big time. These are epic seasons that are upon us. Maybe with a child coming into the family. Woo! And then a grandchild, perhaps. Uh, maybe uh, retirement. These are all seasons, epic seasons, high seasons that come into our lives. And what are we going to do? How will we respond to that? And then there's difficult seasons as well. We all go through them. If you haven't had one, just you know, hang around for a while. Uh, one's coming your way. Uh, it might be a job loss. It, it, it might be a, a health scare. It might be a chronic health condition that comes up. It might be uh, the loss of a loved one. Um, it might be a financial struggle. It might be a distressing family dynamic, right? It might be an injustice that you receive, a wrong that is not going to get righted. Uh, and, uh, it might be a personal failure. There are these low times in life, these seasons that you walk into or that come upon us, how will you and I respond? How will you and I adapt so that we can be faithful followers of Jesus Christ and, and to fulfill and to grow in our faith so that it's rich and real? And so here's the cool thing, though. God wants to use every season in our lives for our good and his glory. He is always at work, always at work. He's at work in our world, and he's at work in your life and in mine. And he's always there to guide us and to lead us and to grow us according to our faith. And that's an important point. All right, you all set for today? Four questions. Four questions uh, help us make the most of every season of life. Now listen, here's the thing. There might be 19. Could be 32 questions. But we only have time for four, right? So I'm just going to throw out four this morning. Four questions that can help us make the most of every season of life. And um, I find these helpful. This morning, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know. Uh, we're going to read through some portions of Scripture. I'm, I, I think that God will use to leverage thinking in His way, uh, that God will use to remind you, that, oh, that's right, I knew that, I, I 
completely forgotten that. That hasn't been on my radar, hasn't been on my refrigerator door for months or years, and that's a great reminder. Um, and God will prompt and prod us along the way. So here, four questions help us make the most of every season of life. One, what can I learn here in this season? Here's a couple of great passages. There's one over in Deuteronomy where we read, Remember today that you have, what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. Remember, remember, take a note, take a pause. Because what difficult times do, and uh, uh, we'll take a look here in a second at another passage, is difficult times, pressure times, stressful times, they always expose our character. Pressure always pushes us, you know, uh, compresses us, and uh, we see what comes out. So, uh, seasons of life come along, and they expose our character issues, and then at the same time, they reveal the character of God, his faithfulness, his goodness. So, we get to see that happening. You go over there into the New Testament, to 1 Peter, and you read, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through, as if something strange were happening. He's putting in a reminder, like, oh, that's right, that's right. And so what Peter's saying here is, look, don't get burned by difficult times, by the season of life that you're in. Don't get burned. Don't let it burn you, and don't get burned by it. Instead, let it purify you. God wants to do a good work in you so he can continue to do a good work through you. And this season of life, he's brought you into in order to purify you along the way. So we're in a new season of life. Um, you're saying, well, what, what's going on here? Where are we at? Uh, what, what season I, am I in? Can I, can I name it? You know, we, my uh, wife and I, just a few years ago, we walked into this new season called Empty Nest. And so, you know, we said, we're saying, well, what should we do? The first thing we did, we went out and got a dog. All right. So, that was it. That's it. That has nothing to do with my talk, Derek. Nothing. But we're saying, what is God doing in this season of life, because they happen to us. Listen, I, I think you know as well as I do that, er, uh, that comics and cartoons are the wisdom literature of American culture. I grew up on comic books and cartoons. They're a staple uh, filled with uh, rock-solid truths for us to know and to grow by. Uh, in fact, uh, here's one of my favorites from way back. I'm throwing out. I think this is go. Isn't that, that, that's my favorite line. Today we're going to blow this dump. Uh, that's, my kids learned that line like at six. And so, <laughs> here's the deal. The, the penguins, why do I show that? One, the penguins, they get reality, right? Good news, bad news. We're going to have to adapt. Here comes a new season. Here's a new situation. We're going to have to adapt to that in order to handle it well. And there are important lessons to learn uh, and, and, and character to be formed in every season of life that you and I go through. 
You go over there to Romans chapter 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Why? For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. God is always at work in you so he can be at work through you. And that character formation is a big deal uh, that he's doing. Listen, what season are you in these days? What season of life is upon you? Um, how would you define that? Can you see it? Can you know it? You go, this is what's going on. And here's the question. What can you learn? What can we learn from this season of life that we're in? What is God up to? What is he looking to do? How is he looking to form your character? What is he calling you out on? Those along the way. Well, four questions that can help us make the most of every season of life. One, what can I learn in this season? Second, what can I enjoy in this season? Here's a great passage over there in 1 Thessalonians 5. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for who? You who belong to Jesus Christ. I think sometimes um, we might tell ourselves that you know, we'll enjoy life um, we'll, we'll enjoy life more in the next season, right? Um, maybe when we get that next job, that, you know, things are going to turn and uh, that'll be good. Maybe when we get married, uh, then, you know, things are going to turn and that, you know, things are going to get better. Maybe when we have kids, maybe when our kids get out of diapers, you know, what a joy that will be. Think, man, I can't wait for my kids to get out of diapers. Then a few years later, you're thinking, man, I can't wait for my kids to get out of my house, right? You're just like, oh, things will be so much better then, right? Or when we retire, I can't wait to retire. Like, things will be so much better then. But I think that if we, 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 we put that off, the, the, the finding the joy in God now, we don't want to put that off. You know, if we wait for the next season, we think uh, the next season will bring joy, uh, our, our future days, then, then we get to miss out. We miss out with what God might want to do in us, right? And, and what he's already at work on. If we put things off for tomorrow, we think it's going to get better. Look, here's a couple things that might happen. One, those good days we're looking forward to, they might not happen as we would want them to. They might get postponed. They might be another decade out. Um, you think, well, things couldn't get worse. <sighs> That's an Americanism. You go around the planet in most cultures and places, yeah, it can. Life can get a lot worse. And uh, many people are experiencing it. Uh, the other thing is, like, we think, well, we put off or think about the future and not re reflect or get the most out of the day. And you know, we think, well, you know, tomorrow will be better. The next season might be better. We might not be there, right? We might not be there. There's, there's no, I, I didn't get a warranty on my life. I got no contract with God that I'm going to be here this time next year. Did you guys get that contract? Didn't get one, right? So I might not be here. Or here's the worst thing that can happen, is that we just keep whining and pining for a better out there somewhere, rather than being grateful for today and what we have and enjoying God. If we keep doing that, what are we doing? We're practicing ungratefulness. We're building a heart habit, a character of ungratefulness. It's the worst case scenario that you and I can have. No, we want to practice finding joy in each season of life where God has us um, all along the way. So life's too short to do anything else. Um, I, I'm going to do a bunch of, uh, sorry for that, uh, next, uh, coming, I'm coming back, I think, in the next few weeks, and I'll use illustrations, not me. Uh, but I wanted to get personal in this because I wanted to see, like, uh, I have to struggle through seasons of life just like everybody else. We all do so, seasons of life. 
finding joy this season. And one of the, you know, I was thinking, what can I share? And I'll share this instance. We've had problems all along in our lives, a variety of problems. Here's one I'll share that I've had to work through. Over a decade ago, I went through a time of uh, unhealth, of chronic unhealth. I went through a time of stenosis in my spine uh, and uh, herniated disc uh, in my neck and in my back. So, which were over a two-year span, and it was months of agony, of pain, discouragement, and minor disability. I'm not going to play this up any more than it was, but it, it, it was not a happy time. Uh, I'm a, I think I have uh, achievements, uh, trophies and achievements in complaining. Uh, I mean, I'm a record holder uh, in uh, whining and complaining when I don't get my way. Um, but uh, so anyways, I, I, at first, so at first when I have this stuff happening, I'm thinking I'm really ticked. I'm really angry that this is happening to me. Thought I'd get a free pass in life. Why would this happen to me? Woe me, poor Chris, all that. I have, you know, pity parties all the time. So I'm getting frustrated at myself, frustrated in the circumstance, frustrated in my weakness and in the pain. And I remember God speaking to me along the way. <laughs> It's God getting a hold of my thinking in the midst of my complaining, right? And, uh, you know, asking him, questioning his goodness along the way. And uh, he just pushed me to realize, you're in this season. You can't get out of it, so you might as well get into it. Because it ain't changing fast. This is going to be a long process. And I began to reflect, and God, this isn't anything on me. This is God began to move in my heart and my mind and reminding me that he's still good. He's still sovereign, he's still wise, he's still in control, and he can even take the difficult and work his good in it. And I uh, got, because of God's work in my heart, I began to really get, uh, grow uh, a grateful mind, a grateful attitude, a grateful practice uh, in taking uh, gratitude for what I really had not been that grateful for, had very been mindful of, things like sleep. Uh, a, a few hours of good sleep, I think, but very grateful for that. Socks, uh, being able to put socks on, became very, there's a joy, joy, uh, just putting socks on, uh, things like that. Sitting, being able to sit comfortably was a, was a wonderful thing. Here's the deal. I had to wrestle with the character of my faith. If, if life came along and took away my health, would I still be able to find joy with God? All right. I've had to play that out uh, with my kids, uh, with a career, with different seasons of life. If, if life comes along and ruins this, mucks it up, will I still be able to find my joy, my abiding joy in God? All right. That's a character issue that God called me on the carpet for. So there's four questions that help us make the most of every season of life. What can I learn here in this season? What can I enjoy in this season? And third, what's the most important thing in this season? What's most important here? You go over to Ephesians 5. And if, you haven't, if you're not familiar with the Phillips, uh, J.B. Phillips translation, he's this British guy, mid-century, 20th century. Uh, great story. You can Google him and read about it. Um, but he has a great job of translation in the New Testament, and he, he translates this passage. He says, uh, live life then <clears throat> with a due sense of responsibility, not as people who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. Make the best use of your time. 
despite all the difficulties of these days. He goes, don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of God and live that out. And life is about choices. You know, uh, uh, you know, sometimes we deceive ourselves. We think, well, I can do it all or I can have it all. And the reality is most of us can't. We live in America, and by virtue of living in the United States, we're some of the wealthiest people on the planet. We have variety. We have opportunity that, that many people in many cultures just don't have. So we have tons of options, tons of opportunities. We're always used to saying yes, 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 yes. Um, sometimes we, we learn to say no, and we find out what is most important. What does God want me to focus on? What's the most and very important thing? Years ago, my uh, wife is a dental hygienist, and so she was uh, uh, traveling to Bedford uh, over there in Manchester. And so she went once, one day a week, I think it was on Mondays, that she would uh, abandon me to, with our, with, we have four kids, at the time we had three. Uh, two were still in diapers, and one was a baby. So that infant was absolutely unhelpful. Uh, so in the situation. So she would take off and la, 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 have a great time, abandon me there, uh, alone, three children outnumbered. And uh, so I would spend my day, and every time, every day, every Monday, I would try to get something done that was beneficial. You know, uh, and I would try to maybe do some reading, or maybe I had, um, this is way before emails, I think, and so uh, be writing stuff, or maybe I was writing cards, or um, whatever, I would call, talk to somebody on the phone or, uh, you know, get, get some stuff done. Feel worthwhile uh, for, for getting things done, accomplishing something in that day. And I always tried to get some work in at home. It never happened. Three kids, they're always wanting something, right? Uh, you know, and so along, so I remember I would talk to Becky, she'd come home and, and uh, I would tell her how frustrated it was. I wasn't able to get anything done. And uh, I remember one time she said, listen, you, you need to get over yourself, all right? You're not going to get anything done. Grow up and be a dad. Well, you think you're better than me. So she was just saying, you've got to embrace the fact that you're not going to get anything done on this day. Welcome to my world, right? Come on in. And, and she pushed it. Your, your, your job here is to just... Just take care of your kids. Enjoy your children. That's your job for this day. That's mission accomplished if you do that this day. Uh, and so that was a great word to me. We need to figure out what's important in the season of life that we're at. Um, so, and how, however, that, however that looks and works for you. We, we, um, we only get our seasons one at a time right? You get one season at a time. This is your season. What do you got? This is what you got for this season. Don't miss out on it. Cash it in, right? Um, so, and here's the reality. God's there with us, and he has something for us in this season, and so we want to, to go with him in that. Um, every season is a unique chance to serve God. Uh, it's a unique chance to love other people, to serve and help other people, and so we're aiming that question here, what's most important in this season, that what is most important in my devotion to God and what he wants to do in me and through me in this season? There's a writer uh, uh, named Patrick Morley, and he reminds us of something we often forget as we go through the seasons of life. He said this, God prunes every fateful branch to make it even more fruitful. The point often missed is that in a season of pruning, 
we have been cut. Isn't that good? Isn't that? Man, that's wise. I never would think that. But in a pruning season, we've been cut. Something's been cut off. We need to let God heal us. It is the kindness of God to squeeze out the erroneous thinking, the bad attitudes, the residue of sinful habits. Allow God to build everything into your life that he wants to build in and to purge everything out of your life he wants to purge out. We're looking at four questions um, that can help us make the most of every season of life. What can I learn in this season? What can I enjoy in this season? And then what, what is most important to God in my life in this season? And finally, how can I help others in this season? You may have been in one season where you're, you're able to give all this energy and time in this direction, and you're a new season. You can't do that anymore. So, so how, but how's God still going to be at work through you? You know a passage over there in Ephesians 2 that's uh, very, very familiar to you. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God is never done working in us and through us. So, you know, make sure you're leveraging the unique way God has wired you up to help others. Maybe you're in a season of praying. Um, and you thought, oh, I never thought I'd be in a season like that. But maybe this is your season of prayer. Maybe you're in a season of giving. Maybe you're in a season, uh, season of helping. Maybe you're in a season of launching and leading something. Maybe you're in a season of uh, community involvement. Now you've got some time or options to be involved in the community in ways you never were in the past for, or for a variety of reasons. Maybe you're in a season of mentoring. God's brought a couple people into your life or a person in your life, and you can mentor. You can build into them. But we're called by God in every season to be getting over ourselves. Every season is our season to grow in getting over ourselves, caring for others, loving God, being his witnesses in this broken temporary life that we live. All right, I'm almost done. You with me so far? All right, let me close up. You go over there to Philippians chapter 1 and read, If by continuing to live I can do more worthwhile work, then I'm not sure which I should choose. I'm pulled in two directions. Uh, I want very much to leave this life and be with Christ, which is far, a far better thing. But for your sake, it is much more important that I remain alive. I am sure of this, and so I know that I will stay. I will stay on with you all to add to your progress and joy to the faith. Um, I, maybe you're familiar with this, uh, this person and uh, maybe read a book. Um, there's a guy, uh, Viktor Frankl, was a brilliant and pioneering uh, Jewish psychiatrist in Vienna, Austria. Uh, and he and his family were sent to the Nazi concentration camp of Auschwitz, uh, where his parents and wife died. And they don't, I think they married less than a year. And in his book, A Man's Search for Meaning, which is often in the top 100 books um, written, Frankel uh, writes about that time when he stood in front of Nazi prison guards, stark naked. They'd taken away his clothes. They'd taken away his family. They'd, they'd taken away his wedding ring. And so uh, they had completely, um, you know, in, in, in every way, in a sense, denuded him of identity. That's what their attempt. And Frankel, uh, as he stood there in front of the prison guards, um, he suddenly realized that there was something that these guys were not going to be able to take away from him, and that is 
how he was going to respond in this situation. They weren't going to control that. He was going to. And that's how he clung to freedom and hope. And the reality is that we can't totally control the people around us at all. We can't control ourselves sometimes. We can't control those around us. We can't control what people do to us, right, or say to us all the time. But we can control how we respond. And from all these passages of Scripture, it's on us to choose how we're going to respond with God and to others in the season that we're in. This is the season. This is your season that you and I have right now. We can choose to serve others even when we're hurting. We can choose to forgive others even when we're hurting. We can choose to focus on God's promises even when our circumstances stink. Right? And when we do this and as we do this, it draws us closer to God and we begin to enjoy his abiding joy, the joy, the abiding joy of God that, that Jesus tells us we receive when we follow him and his spirit comes into our lives. And this is always God with us, always. Can you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, this morning and the, um, the opportunity to gather together to worship you. Lord, we pray that you would be pleased to continue to speak to us uh, through your Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit would find our hearts, our minds, our wills open to his prompting and leading. I pray, God, that you would uh, help us to take stock of what season of life are we currently in? What season am I in as a person, as a follower of Christ? What season am I in, um, Lord, in our family? Where are we at? What's going on? What are you doing? What season of life are we in as a church family? Because all these seasons, God, are under your care and under your hand of mercy and grace and sovereignty and good. And we lean into it. Uh, and I pray your blessing upon each person, upon each uh, family, uh, for your good to be at work in them and through them in this day, in these days, this season, in Christ's name. Amen. Would you please rise and we'll worship the Lord with one more song.
so much for the gift of getting to be together today. As we go into this week, we pray that you would um, speak the words that you have promised, uh, that you would bless us and keep us, that you would make your face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us, that you would give us rest and your peace, and you would make your, sh- your countenance to shine upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. Go in peace.